Hey everybody, it's Brandon from the Box Office Bomb Squad. And if you're like me, I know that you like to own a little bit of the movies that we uh, so nicely talk about here. Go to Iggy'sPopShop.com. There's a link in our description. That's our affiliate link. If you use that and the code SUMMERFUN, all caps with the space, you'll get a cool discount. Go there, buy stuff, nerd out, and let us know what you got. Thanks, guys. Brandon and Jesse, and we're the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where we're breaking down some of the biggest bombs to ever hit theaters, and today's bomb is The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Did you make that up? Yes, I made that up. It's a thing if I made it up. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's my hook. It's horrible. You know what you need to do if you're going to croon? Be Italian. So, Pluto Nash, uh, <laughs> it, it lost $95 million. Now, we've done movies that have lost more, but... For inflation purposes, this movie technically has lost the most money of anything we've done and may ever do, to be honest. Uh, this movie was a huge failure. It was shelved for two years while multiple people tried to figure out how to fix it. So it was this money was from 2000, and <laughs> it took two years for them to finally be like, okay, well, we'll just put out what we got. They hired an uh, award-winning editor, Alan Heim, to do reshoots. Uh, he was like, I can edit it this way. Research need to be done. They're like, we're not giving you any more money. Eddie Murphy, to get out of his contract, paid for a lot of these to be done and directed them the scenes because he was just like, let's just get this done. Uh, this script started in 1985. It has over a dozen rewrites. Never a good sign. Remember Gemini Man? We talked about that already. Yeah. And this movie, so bad... Eddie Murphy refused to promote it. Alec Baldwin refused to even be credited in it. And it's just, it's just one of the worst things I've ever seen on film. So without, (laughs) with that intro of the failures that it has accomplished, let's talk about God, let's so, talk about it. In in one word, Jesse. In one word, describe this film. <laughs> one word. Um, confused. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. That that's that's probably the best version of uh, what I have to say about it. But yeah, my one word would be be like. It's simply a what? <laughs> like it is. Yeah. The the name just screams fun and adventure. And we do not get fun and adventure. This is about a, a possible insurance fraud, <laughs> really, if you think about it. But the movie is about who blew up my club because they wanted to turn it into a casino. It, it's it. To set it on the moon, to give it a space theme, there's no reason. There's no reason. The only sci-fi thing we deal with in the entire film, because honestly, even the robots uh, are, are barely robots. I mean, clearly they're just actors, but they seem to have original thoughts and stuff, so... The robots are, I guess, some somewhat sci-fi, but for the most part, they're not. And clones, which is an important part and also not an important part of the film. 
<laughs> All right. So, uh, I, mm, I'm very mixed on this movie. Oh, I'm not, uh, man. I, I don't think I've ever leaned so heavily into one section. See, yeah, I am, I am mixed. So the confused thing comes from the fact that this, the movie takes its storyline at some times incredibly seriously. Oh, this like movie just, is almost a drama at times. Yeah, but then it's supposed to be funny and comedy. And See, I don't that's even know the confusion. If it's supposed to be a comedy. I, I, I legit at times can't tell. And if it wasn't for them casting a thousand comedians in the movie, I would have never associated this to be a comedy. That's true. I, it's, it's it, yeah. it is the opposite of funny at times. Like there are moments where it, it clearly is supposed to get a laugh. And I just look at that and I'm like, in the year 2000, this is the joke we went with the, the maid, uh, having her clothes sucked off. In, yeah. Uh, that one storm. Make, I was like, that's the joke we went wasted. with. And yeah. it even went whoop. It made like a cartoon bloop sound. And I was yeah. like, come on. That's what we did. We actually did that here. And then it has like a really deep, sad moment where it, seemingly our heroes are going to die. And then the only part of the movie, the only part that I found funny shows up. Louise Guzman, his <laughs> character is the only one that's like, this is a comedy, right? <laughs> like he's playing it up like a comedy. He's making jokes. He's wacky. He's over the top. Randy Quaid's character, I guess you can consider that a comedic performance. Sure. That voice, yeah. though. Boss! I, like, every time he said it, I just wanted to punch the screen. <laughs> yeah, that was play, a little annoying. Play a quick boss right here so people can know what we're talking about. I don't want people to have to watch this film, but here's what he sounds like. Boss! Which one's you? Pluto? Easy! He's the one in the red tuxedo! Rex! Boss! <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the voice of the third the third lead the male and female lead and he is the top supporting actor in this that is the voice we hear through the entire movie and he has plenty of lines yeah <laughs> i mean the the part where louise goes uh guzman is um char- recharging him on the surface of the moon and oh, we go that's for, we go joke. for a dick joke yeah yeah he's got a peg I mean, they've, they've made multiple peg joke or dick jokes. Like, not only do we see that oh, peg yeah, joke that they charge it to the dick, but when he's talking yeah. about him and Babette, Babette yeah. being the... I'm a 210, she's a 220. Yeah, he's like, get an adapter. <laughs> and he's like, you know, it doesn't feel the same. I was like, we're making another dick joke? <laughs> I, I was just like, oh my God, man. Like, Eddie Murphy, I know that he's done some stinkers. Meet Dave, a uh, million words or whatever it's called. Norbit. Uh, I think he's even got other hits on our list that we'll be doing, but man, this movie, uh, it makes it, it makes me wonder, like I do the same thing I did with Travolta where you, because he's such a, such a name, you're like, Oh, he's done good movies. And I'm like, okay, time for me to name a good Eddie Murphy movie. And I, he played, he was in a drama. Uh, was it, was he in dream girls? I think that, was it and that's like the only thing i could think of is his character in dream girls but a lot of his films are not very good uh even like people look fondly at nutty professor and his dr doolittle and stuff like that but they're not good films it's like beverly hills cop was that it was that the last good film he did i mean that's that's what i remember him for (laughs) 
And I'm like, that's, that's, yeah. That's the 80s, man. Like, yeah. let's get a, all right, I want to make Jesse do some work. Just because we have to hear bass, <laughs> let's hear some uh, Axel Foley laugh right here. <laughs> that's good stuff. Love that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let, let's let's start at the beginning uh, and go. Uh, obviously, the tone of the movie doesn't know what it's doing. The genre of the movie doesn't know what it's doing. So let's just go with let's go kind of almost scene to scene. We open up with Jay Moore, who is one of those comedians that was fairly well known in the early two thousands. A terrible dye job. He's a blonde man with blonde hair, blonde eyebrows, and they dyed him very dark to give us this stereotypical uh, Italian crooner look. And, oh, boy, the dye job is terrible. His eyebrows look enormous. Uh, just and, and then we go for a joke that I've always hated, like the whole, he's got a, oh, he's got an accordion. Yeah. What a nerd. Which, and I'm like. He's, he is Polish. So yeah. I mean. But then, and he's got a kilt on, and I'm like. Which is weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that they're historically – I guess maybe the Polish war kilts and we, you know, we're, we're the dumb ones here, but like you don't go with that. You don't go with something that requires an extensive knowledge of something to figure it out. Instead, it's like, why are you wearing And of course, as the low hanging fruit, this movie loves to pick. You're a man in a dress. You're a man in a dress. You're a man in a dress. Uh, and it's like, Come on, man. We know what a kilt is. We all know what a kilt is. Like, even at this point, you know, it's the future. You definitely know what a kilt is. It's like, come on. Like, the man in a dress thing is just so old. And you know what? What if he wanted to wear a dress? And, like, who cares? First off. Second off, there are so uh, almost every culture has robes or some type of dress. And so it always annoyed me whenever a movie in the future makes fun of it because it's like you're telling me that we're still stuck on that in the in the future, we're still stuck on a dress. Like, come on, this is is this the joke we're going for? I, I have so many problems with this, but uh, that, you know what? <laughs> Even further back, that opening song, uh, it is grating. Is that? Uh, oh gosh. <sighs> What was the op? I I remember there's one song in there that when it plays, I was actually I actually liked it. Uh, I don't I don't remember if it's the opening song or not. But a lot of the music in here, I will say, reminded me of as I'm watching it. You know, there's uh, I forget exactly what they're called. I call them placeholders. People call them different things. But when you're producing video, you will typically have a placeholder or a piece of music that sounds like what you want your uh, final score to sound like. So if I want a fight scene to sound like when Captain America faces off against Iron Man, I'm going to put that track in my production. And then when I send it off to my audio editor, I'm going to say, make it sound like that. I think that first song was Blue Moon. It was Blue Moon. Yep. It was a weird mix of it. An EDM version of Blue Moon. That's right. And I I, I liked it, but that's fine. (laughs) But so these placeholders, the problem is that if you do that, 
a lot of times it sound it does it exactly sounds like it it you hear mm-hmm. the same taglines in a lot of the audio so the first thing i'm thinking when we're doing like the sweep through of the city and stuff in the opening sequence mm-hmm. is it sweep, sounds dance it sounds exactly like futurama a little bit a it's little live bit. action futurama <laughs> Here's a here's a thing, and this movie falls for it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say this on every movie that does this. Why the fuck is every future city Blade Runner? Does every future city have to be Blade Runner? Does it always have to be nighttime with a bunch of fucking neon lights? Always and steam. And steam, Lots of steam. everywhere. Lots of steam. Just steam. Just fucking steam. It's like steam. what the fuck is this steam? Are we running on steam shit? Why are there so many neon lights? You think we'd figure something out by then? Like yep. Blade Runner did it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, the shiny future city isn't the thing anymore. Now it's this. Uh, it's it's ultra Vegas. Like fucking stop it. Like <laughs> let's just stop it, guys. <laughs> it looks cool sometimes. It, there are times where it's like okay, and I understand the reasoning behind it, but let's just stop it. Let's get original. Do something cool. Do something different." Stop doing the Blade Runner city, like in every single futuristic thing. <sighs> yeah, I like I agree. Song at the beginning, I, that song I did. I mean, I like I like the original Blue Moon, obviously, because I'm a old timey music kind of guy. We can we can play about like five or six seconds of the thing. Uh, obviously, no matter what, there's a possible copyright infringement. But play a little bit of that Blue Moon remix here. I'm pretty sure this falls under fair use as long as they stay under a certain amount. So here you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it slaps. It slaps. No. Yeah, it slaps. <laughs> slaps me in the nuts and makes me sick to my stomach. Ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Also, where do you buy battery acid in a bottle? Yeah, right? Yeah, in a metal <laughs> bottle. The hell? I love that they brought in uh, uh, Rocky's brother for a role. Because you know that guy hasn't done anything in so long, they're like, "Yeah, you know, he'll play a wise guy," and he's barely mm-hmm. acting. He's just like, hey, "Okay, yeah." All right. He, everyone in this movie is like sleepwalking through their role, except for Rosario Dawson. Except for she, Rosario Dawson, she she's jumps into everything so she does. It's great. And fuck this movie for saying Rosario Dawson isn't fucking gorgeous. Right, fuck this movie for saying she needs a better ass and stuff. She is what so hot. Hell? Yes. This 100%. is also like at this point it's like twenty three year old Rosario Dawson by the right? way yeah when, don't there's don't like want to don't want to get creepy but yeah <laughs> yeah she's so hot and there's like an eighteen year difference between her and fucking Eddie Murphy and like his the audacity of this casting department to make this like a twenty year age difference uh, I think I wrote down the math let me see if I have it here uh. Well, he was friends with her dad, and even in the storyline. So, yeah. Rosario Dawson is 18 years younger than uh, Eddie Murphy. And Pam Greer, who plays Eddie Murphy's mother, is only 12 years older than him. <laughs> and I was like, first off, like, fuck you again. Pam Greer still looks amazing. You're trying yeah. to act like she's old enough to be your mom. Shut up, Eddie Murphy. Shut up. I know you didn't cast these roles, but oh, shut yeah. up. Just, just. Fuck this movie. Fuck everything <laughs> it says about women in this movie. Women are treated like terribly in this movie. My God. Yeah, a little bit. It, uh, the female robots, the female humans. Oh, yeah. yeah Every woman all, is all... sexualized hard. 
it very hard. And if they're not sexualized, they're only there to be put in danger to further the plot. And it's like, God damn, this movie falls into so many dumb tropes. <laughs> it uh, does. And it, it's incredibly predictable, too. Oh, so predictable. Um, Even you don't the have to know. At the end is. Yeah, I mean, stupid. after they start talking about cloning, you're like, ah, that that's what fucking happening here. That's it. Yeah, go clones, know. huh? All right. Well, so. the moment he's like, nobody knows about this place. Nobody knows about it. Nobody knows about it at all. The only person know about it, me and Bruno, we're the only ones that know about it. And when they uh-huh. found it, I go, oh, so it's gonna be him. Yeah, he's doing this, or you know, it, it's like they they give it away with just these heavy handed little hints. Uh, also, he got out of prison. Two weeks ago. This was at the beginning of the film. He uh-huh. has $2.5 million to pay back. Right. Is inflation so bad that that's only like four grand? You know, like what what happened? Yeah. Yeah. I Same. Uh, if he, you know, and not only that. How did he have stored back somewhere? I mean, he was a, I, he was a smuggler. So I'm sure he probably well, yeah, it's had money, but, but like. Usually two, they're going to take all though? your money. Jeez. But two and a half million is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. I guess and if the you're government, a good smuggler. Yeah. The government didn't look into that at all. You know, like, <laughs> wait a second. He's just opened a place. How did he do that? You know, like, I don't know. Speaking of government, I don't know if this movie was just lazy or very well predicted the <laughs> Hillary Bucks joke and the Trump realty joke. Both of which, obviously, the 2016 you know election, uh, this movie filmed 16 years prior to that. Having references to both of them, pretty pretty interesting, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like that Hillary's are Hillary's are thousand dollar bills. Yeah, Hillary's. yeah, thousand yeah, dollar bills. Jesus. Oh <laughs> uh, God damn. So like, obviously. The writer of this movie probably, whenever she was running for president, was like, "Oh shit, I almost, I'm going to make a prediction." And then when she lost, he's like, "Fuck." Did she run in two thousand? When did she run? When did 2016. Run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the writer. It would have been 16 years prior, but we don't know how it yeah. was written because, like I said, the first script yeah, obviously would, this wasn't her, but the first I script think the, was written in uh, 1985. Yeah, yeah. So this was in writing for a long ass time. Oh yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Who there's, was, uh, there's a lot of little mistakes in the movie too. Like there's a lot of like they forgot to edit out uh, wires. Uh, you'll see charges, uh, oh, explosions. I figured it out. I know why Hillary's on the Bucks. Why is that? Clinton was in office. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in office at the time. So that was uh, a, that was sure. an easy that was an easy oh, joke. Okay, so it's just the joke is okay. I, I get you. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense now. Very uh, interesting though. So, like, there's a huge mistake in this movie with Rosario Dawson's spacesuit. It changes color from purple to orange on in different scenes. I noticed that. <laughs> it, it's, like, she's wearing a purple sp- spacesuit for most of it, but when they're, like, driving away in the car yelling at each other, her spacesuit is, is orange, very mm-hmm. clearly an orange suit. And then when she gets back out of the car, it's purple again. And it's like, oh, um, okay. That's, yeah. uh... Re- reshoot much? Yeah. Oh yeah, it clearly was a reshoot, I, and I mean that scene is just exposition where he's like telling her what's going on and where to go. So that was one of the reshoots that Eddie Murphy probably directed and paid for. Uh, 
uncomfortable moments of the film. We talked about the amount of like weird, just cringy incel like humor where it's dick jokes and uh, sexualized over sexualizing women jokes. Uh, Robot sex. I mean, even a character that we're supposed to look at as kind of a good guy is like, I found the perfect woman and I cloned her. And then she's like, which one's the original? And he's like, who cares? It's it's just like jokes like that. I'm like, come on, man. Like I 2000 wasn't so long ago that like you can get away with these 1970 slap your wife jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just really uncomfortable. And like the horny slot robot, that thing fucking yeah. bothered me. Yeah, like, can't a robot see another robot, first of all? Like, doesn't that robot know that was a robot? Right. And and then it's, like, literally, like, just being like, hey, fuck me in the lobby, but it's actually telling it to play the game, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think he was wrong for busting that thing's fucking arm off. He said no multiple times. Like, get right? the fuck away, slot machine. No means no, sluts. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a, what does it say? You're not a robot, you're a monster. Monster. Security. You fucking wheeled rapist. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The one armed rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's moving up from being a bandit for sure. Yeah. Uh, Holy crap. Yeah, that twist though. That twist is so. There's nothing that sets it up so that it's interesting. Like, it would be one thing if they went out of their way to, like, kind of explain, like, if they would have given a relationship to uh, Pluto and Marucci, if if they would have been like, yeah, he, he was his most trusted smuggler, he loved him like a son, and he wanted him to take over, but when he found out that he was in organized crime and killing people, he was like, no... And then you would have had, you know, oh, well, he cloned him and then changed his you know brain a little bit so then he would be okay with the murder part. Like, then you would have something there. But instead, you're just like, here it is. There he is. And it's like, obviously, from what we know of clones, they are identical copies of whatever they're cloned from. The wives can literally talk in perfect sync and have the exact same opinions and feelings when they talk. So... Why is this Pluto a villain if Pluto's actually a good dude? Yeah. They don't explain it. They don't explain anything. Yeah, they don't explain that at all. It does, uh, you know, it's, uh, man, it's, it's, <laughs> they, they don't explain it. You kind of, ho- you can the way I looked at it is I kind of did the suspend belief thing. Because I'm also one of the people that thinks if you obviously if you clone somebody, you know, in realistic terms, they're not going to have any of that information. They're not going to have no. Any they're going to be a baby that, that has to be raised. Exactly. They're not going to be near the same age. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm I'm giving up so much for this film. You, you got to give yeah, me a little bit back, to. movie. Yeah, because if they would have just back. if they would have just said, oh, once he was cloned, he had all of his stuff from there, and then the fact that he was put through being a puppet and all this kind of made him sour and made him turn. At that point, yeah, but you kind of explain that shit. You can't they just don't explain anything. make us like, assume. And the uh, the dude who is our second command of Pluto, I'm sorry, Rex Crater, I apologize, yeah. uh, that character seems like he should be more important. And if they would have tied him with Pluto, where Pluto's like, I knew that guy I served, I was in prison with him or whatever, or he used to work for Marucci, like give give us something so then – the climb to discover Marucci makes a little more sense. Instead of him showing up in a video 
a lady saying she saw a suitcase and then never showing up ever again. We never see him. Like, all we find out is uh, Rex Crater shot him into space with the uh, the cloner that made him. That's it. That's all we know. And I'm like, but the, the, just there's so much. I mean, first off, the movie is boring in general. And again, the biggest sin a movie can have, in my opinion, is being boring. Uh, if I can watch There Will Be Blood and I am entertained at a, you know, eight minute long panning shot of just an oil field. And then this movie is boring to me. Then there's a problem. I'm not easily bored. I, I do. Enter, I get entertained by simple things. This was a bad, boring film. And so many stupid, lazy jokes that I, I felt bad for the cast. I felt really bad for Rosario Dawson because, like you said, she is trying so hard. She is just, like, really trying to, like, invoke some humor. She's trying to put in there some drama. And then the entire time, Eddie Murphy's just talking like Eddie Murphy talks without <laughs> any real push to it. Randy Quaid, again, he has to pretend he's a robot, so it's not like he can do a whole lot. Ah, he probably is the second best performance in the movie. And then, like, you get greats like Pam Greer and Peter Berg, and they're just like, dead, they're, you know, kill that guy off, and we don't get to really see much of the mother, and I'm like, what is going on here? Just the movie, what a failure as a film, man. What a absolute piece of shit. Also, and now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. There's a road sign at one point, and it says, announcing the Neil Strong, the Neil Armstrong monument. It's a fucking picture of Buzz Aldrin. Like, if you're going to do a movie <laughs> at the fucking moon, get your shit straight, man. Like, I saw that, and I go, well, Jesse's not going to like this at all. <laughs> like, I know the difference between Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, and I don't know shit about the moon. If you go back to Astronaut's Wife, you'll learn. I don't know anything about space. Jesse's the space guy. <laughs> I was going to bring it up sooner or later. Yeah. It, but why yeah. even use the future? Why use space if you're not mm. going to use it? Right. Just so you can have uh, flashy things, androids and blaster pistols. But you could have set this in. You could have set this in Vegas and it would have been no different. It's true. But I, I, I don't know. The I, but then again, nothing for it. You'd have to change his name. Well, here's another thing, right? 2080 is when this movie takes place. And let's say conservatively, they de-age Eddie Murphy 10 years for this film. Right? He's not in his 40s like he actually is during this film. Let's say he's in his 30s during this film. So that means he was born, born roughly 30 years ago in 2050 or 2040 era. They, and Nash is a perfectly normal last name. Right. Mm -hmm. Nash is normal. But like you're telling me that what, twenty years in the future, Pluto is a name that we're gonna name kids? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Pluto, <laughs> that's that's definitely good. Hey, like, Pluto, Rex Crater huh? is yeah. <laughs> Rex Crater is is something, but at least I like I can almost understand since it's a fake name. Because obviously Crater being the last name, it's like, come on. There's no way that's his real name. No, but you also kinda I kinda wonder is Pluto his real name because he had um uh what's his face in the very beginning change his name oh yeah you know. tony francis yeah changed it instead of frankenowski or whatever it was yeah, anthony frankowski 
Frankowski. Yeah, so he changed it to Tony Francis. I mean, so maybe he's just taking a, a play out of that book. But, eh, again, they're not explaining it. They're just assuming that we're going to figure it out on our own. And that's not a good way to do it because we will figure out the worst possible situation. Every well, yeah, time. Sure, of course. Yeah. So, positive notes of the movie? The Eddie Murphy versus Eddie Murphy fight, done well. I like really the mirror well. smash. Mirror smash was good. That, that framing was, was He's behind the mirror, I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Uh, the whole like uh, the whole scene was done where it didn't look too sloppy. It looked pretty clean. Uh, that was a good little bit, and I said, "Okay, this is good. This is good. I, I don't hate this." Uh, another thing, when they're scanning for faces, Eddie Murphy grabs Rosario Dawson, goes here, kiss like he's like, "Kiss me," so they can't scan our face, and they kiss, and then there's an uncomfortable scene where she's like, "Oh, I'm blown away by it," which is stupid, but that and that. That that trick is used in Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, Nat uses that with Steve to get away when they're looking for them in the mall. They're like, "Kiss me," because people won't look at people they're kissing. They won't recognize their faces this way. And I was saying, like, "Huh, that's a." I mean, it's a legitimate trick. Time. This yeah. is the second time I've found a shitty movie, well, considered a shitty movie, that it seems like. The Russo brothers or Joss Whedon stole a, a thing from it. Because the other one is, if you've ever seen the movie Crocodile Dundee 2. Uh-huh. There, in Crocodile Dundee 2, the organized mob, the organized crime mob is going, goes down to Australia to take out uh, Crocodile Dundee himself. And when they're doing that, he's got all his, like, backwoods redneck friends, or whatever you call redneck Aussie, I don't know. Uh, Aborigines? And, no, 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 That's the native people. These are like well, that's re- what the they rednecks. Were. Oh, oh, you mean it, on the, the you mean the bad guys? No, 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 they're good guys. They're his friends, but they're all hillbilly types. But they're Australian outback types. You know, they're the they're the they're bar flies and those types. Aborigines are the native uh, people. Okay. okay, and there are a few Aborigines in there. So yeah, it's been a long but, time since I've seen that one. But yeah, but, okay. So so they're so they're going after Crocodile and his little group of uh, other misfits and one of the mob guys gets the dude in the corner and goes ah gotcha what are you gonna do now huh we got more men we got guns what do you got and the guy goes we got a gronk well gronk is this (laughs) giant mentally challenged guy that works with them and he's like super strong and he shows up and then just beats the shit out of the guys and i'm like holy shit man joss whedon stole that joke for the yeah. Avengers and we'll like, look it up, look up. We got a Gronk. It, they stole it, man. He, Joss Whedon stole that shit. So <laughs> that's neither here nor there, obviously. But Crocodile Dundee too, much better film than this. I suggest watching it over this piece <laughs> of shit for sure. I will agree with you on that. So yeah, like fucking Jupiter Jones or Pluto Nash, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> like just everything about this movie, every. Everything they say bothers me because it's they constantly want to try to sound futuristic at times because they're like, well, we're on the moon, so we got to remind people we're on the moon. Moon card. Uh, oh, yeah, we're on the moon. we got to remind people. Uh, Ugh, gravity car and just like so many dumb scenes. And I've never ever, and, and I'll say this, the most unfunny I've ever seen John Cleese. He, he goes back to yeah. the same joke three times. Which is where in shock he goes, my God, blah, 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 blah. 
Oh my God, I'm being stolen. My God, he's going to get a drunk and take advantage. My God, I'm going to explode. He literally yeah. does the same shock joke three times. It's like, is this how little you guys have of fucking humor is that you got to reuse the same joke that wasn't even good the first fucking time? It's, wow, what a bad movie. Like, use space. I want to see jetpacks. Like, why couldn't he have been more adventure-themed? Why couldn't this be an adventure thing? Like, make him a smuggler. You know what? A, you know, when you hear smuggler in space in the same fucking phrase, you know who comes to mind? Han fucking Solo. Yeah. Not this fucking dude. Like, just a fucking bar owner that doesn't let the DJ ever slow it down. Oh, the yeah. dances, by the way. That dance. The, oh, fucking, yeah. Nobody was like trying. Weird robotic punchy thing. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. how dancing is getting. And they stopped like, in between the beats. Oh, it was uncomfortable looking. It was very uncomfortable. Like, it was not good. Like, much of the movie, I did not want to see it. And I had to see it anyway. I really felt like the only character that had a positive in this film was Tony Francis. Because at least he would have died at the beginning if Pluto Nash wouldn't have showed up. And that would have been a thing. But, like, it's just, uh, like, I don't know where to start. Even the jokes at the beginning, well, where to start, I've already started, obviously. But the jokes with the dirty bathroom and the wet, like, they zoom in on that fucking wet wipe, by the way, when he uses it. And then whenever uh -huh. he gives him the other one, they zoom in on it. Here, use this. That'll get you clean. And I'm like, oh, are wet wipes going to be important? Because this framing is like a Chekhov's gun situation where they're like, hey, look at this thing. This thing seems important. Right. And I'm like, come on. Like, that's, I don't know. It just, also, okay, here's a, here's a dumb one. Here's a, here's a complaint. <laughs> I, I got so much. I got so much. I, I'm going to skip over most of it. Uh, but then they get to the casino where Tony Francis is performing. He's like, yeah, I'm an old friend of Tony's. Let me in. And he said, nah, man, you can't do that. And he goes, what's your name? And he's like, can't give you my name. I pay in cash. Okay, whatever. But then 10 minutes later, he's going back to his room. How did he get to his room? He didn't see him in the audience. The audience can't be seen from that stage with the way it was done. Mm -hmm. How did he get back there? It doesn't make any sense how he got back there. I guess he could have bribed people because it seems to be the only thing he can do is throw money at the situation. But like they never explained how the fuck he got back there. I, that would have been a fun scene, too. And yeah, there's so many useless scenes. Why not have one like that that was a little fun where he's got to sneak into the back room? Instead, we get a fucking scene five minutes where they explain how to get onto the other elevator and they uh, don't ever do it. The wires I, I, joke was a little funny. Don't grab yeah, that one. Grab the one that's not sparking. Yeah, see that? I mean, it was funny, and I like the, after he gets done explaining to him how to do it, I do like the good 10-second stare of no emotion that Eddie Murphy just stares at him. And he's like, what's plan B? <laughs> I mean, that I, I laughed at that. But I like awkward, like awkward moments where yeah. someone well, says something stupid and the other person just stares at him. And that, and they they tried their hardest to make that scene work. And I will say, like Eddie Murphy is pretty funny in that scene, and Jay Moore's funny with how nonchalantly he's saying everything. But like yeah. then, the the baddie, the the second bad guy of the film, he's like, "Yeah, take him to Rex." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what? We're trying <laughs> to kill him the entire time. Now it's take him to him." I, I was yeah. like, "This this is dumb." <laughs> yeah. I how how are they going to explain that Pluto Nash fell out of that uh, fell out of that window and died on that craps table? 
Uh, by the way, there's another bad joke. Craps, you lose. Like, oh, ha, 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 craps, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, you're not a dead person just landed on your there's table. A, yeah, nothing. there's a there's a yeah. death and a, a table destroyed. There was chips all over the table. This is a bad situation. But, you know, yeah. uh, craps, you lose. How are they going to explain that that is clearly Pluto Nash's body? And is it illegal to kill a clone in the future? Or is Pluto Nash got free for murdering this clone? Because there's a lot of death, right? A lot of people get shot. Yeah. Rex Crater yeah. shoots the weird albino and uh, Joey Pants with a wig. Holy shit, by the way. I hate that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, why did he so need weird. hair? Just fucking give him bald head. He looks great with a bald head. Don't give him this fucking hair. This weird Bruce Willis and Sixth Sense fucking hair. No, you know what it looked like? Have you ever seen 12 Monkeys? You remember the yeah. terrible blonde wig that Bruce Willis wears in the end of that film and when he's yep. like yeah when he's trying to escape that wig looked like the wig joey pants was wearing just fucking That's a good terrible point. and see they could have fixed that with 10 seconds of filming where we admit that it's a toupee and he's self-conscious about it at that it point it's fixed. it would have been a yeah. it would have been a funny little joke but no have it slip during a firefight and boom have fixed. him constantly check it out yeah. You know, he's constantly like in, in the these mirror, things and just, we follow mm-hmm. him and then just make him stop and look in the mirror and go, oh, okay, give him exactly. a little bit of a character because right. whenever he, at the end when he's like, oh, well, I take a lot of pride in my work, that's his character. We don't ever get a character development of him. So he's not funny. He's not interesting. We get he's, more from the albino who's an asshole. Yeah. He he's just stupid robot. henchman number one. Yeah. He puts his feet on the desk. He, he thinks he owns everything. I like that guy at least has a little bit of personality. Uh, sure. Casting choice weird like mm. to go eh, we're gonna put this albino guy in here and then like clearly constantly zoom in on his eyes which i felt like for that actor it had to be a little self-conscious like they would sure. not stop ref- like showing his eyes because obviously he has that condition where his eyes shake and then move a little bit and i'm mm. like like come on guys you're I-, I feel like you're trying to get a laugh out of his condition and it- that was uncomfortable to me yeah like, yeah but uh, bad decisions were made there's so much in the movie like there's so many things there's race jokes about polish people there's a lot of sexism jokes there's albino jokes like i I don't know if any anybody got left spared to be honest and they weren't even like (laughs) offensive like overly offensive they were just lazy jokes that's the worst yeah low-hanging fruit everything in this movie is just like it's as little work that could be done is done uh, god damn! I hate you for making me watch this movie. <laughs> 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 so I had not. I uh, after watching this, I realized I had not seen this entire film ever. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I was like, oh, I don't remember this. I don't remember that. Like the Chihuahua scene, did not remember it at all. Wow. Although okay. the put this bitch in the microwave for a minute, blah blah, blah was a little funny. <laughs> I'll admit, yeah. like that got me <laughs> a little a bit, line. even though that joke was stupid. <laughs> It did get me. I, I, I went. <laughs> yeah, because he even picked up. He goes, oh, it's a girl. <laughs> yeah, uh, that got me a little bit. The frozen dog thing got me a little bit. Like, okay. Uh, that's kind of funny. Uh, but for the most part, not funny. Not funny at all. Yeah. I, you know. The, the head swapping thing with the muscular bodies and they wouldn't stop like dissing a Rosario Dawson. Uh, yeah, I, I did not like that. It was weird and uncomfortable because it's like Rosario Dawson didn't go, hey, let's do something about his receding hairline. 
Exactly. If it <laughs> would have been a back and forth, it would have been fine. Yeah, if she would have said anything in defense of herself, but you that you know whoever wrote this was just like, no, she's a stupid woman. She can't do anything. She's got to be saved yeah. by a man constantly. She pushes him out. She the one scene where she would be saving him is when she pushes him out of the way of the gun. But then they literally undo any bit of like work they did to make that character heroic by making her an idiot who constantly is getting in trouble. And like he chase, Oh, it's a trap. I figured out it was a trap. And then she gets there and she's like, it's a trap after she walks in and sees everybody with a gun. And all I could think is if you knew it was a trap, why would you go in there? Yeah, exactly. When you have a massive robot, I know they were like, Oh, he's slow. Okay. He also has two cannons for guns. (laughs) Yeah. I, they don't, yeah. Like we said, they don't treat a single female in this movie, human or otherwise, this, with any respect, really. You know what's really sad? Like, there we've done movies on here that I've been shocked that I've been entertained. Like, The Astronaut's Wife was bad. It was a very bad film. But I was entertained even at the boring bits just because of some of the decisions are so just left field, right? Sure. And there are movies like Green Lantern that are just absolutely miserable or Fantastic Four that are miserable that at least there are scenes that go, well, there's a little bit there in a scene. This may have been the least fun I've ever had out of any movie we've done. <laughs> and this movie has a cast that I generally like all these people. Randy Quaid, you know, obviously he's lost his mind now, but at the time he was like on fire with, you know, Independence Day and, and the vacation movies. You know, people really liked Randy Quaid. And... He again, he tries really hard in this to do something, but how what can you do when your when your role is smile and say boss? And that's all he can do. Yeah. Uh, I hated it. I hated every, I hated every second of it. I'm so happy I got I'm, it for free. I had I'm to download to- film rise onto my uh uh, by Roku to watch it, by the way. FilmRise has it for free. Not only is it free, when I uploaded FilmRise, it was their second featured film. Meaning, this is one of the... the one of the reasons to get FilmRise in their opinions. They're like, See, you know what people like? Ludonet. The movie Bats with uh, Diamond, <laughs> Lou, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips and... Uh, the Adventures of Pluto Nash. That's the hot stuff. Put it on the front page. People will flock to us. Sorry, Film Rise. I'm sure you're a great company, but boy, oh boy, get some better films. I'm trying to res- I'm trying to keep my my final judgment back for the should it oh bomb. Oh god! Oh my god! It's like it's in my throat. It. Uh. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Jesse, should it bomb? One, two, three, four. Yes. Oh, thank however, God. however, however, oh, no. I I didn't hate every last minute of it. I was my while I think it made a lot of bad decisions and treated a lot of people very badly. I was moderately entertained while watching it and found Did myself it remind not, you of space truckers. And that, so it, it like, 
kind of did, <laughs> honestly. And Space Truckers is one of my guilty pleasure movies that I know it's a horrible movie, but I can't see it. I can't see <laughs> horribleness in Space Truckers. I love it so much. And this is this is nowhere near that. Let's be completely clear. This movie was not a good movie. But if you haven't seen it, if you like, you know. If you really, really like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, if you like, that's good. I like that. Like if, if you, you like Eddie every Murphy. Eddie Mur- if you like, like it, obviously yeah. his greats, like, oh, Bowfinger, that was a good one. Yeah, if you like Bowfinger yeah. and uh, 48 Hours and, and uh, Beverly Hills Cop, if you like those films and you don't like the rest of it, ignore it. But if you liked Norbit, if you liked Doolittle, if you liked yeah. uh, Haunted Mansion, if you like those films, jump on board, watch it. Yeah, give it a shot. If you can get it for free, watch it. That's what I'll say. I wouldn't pay for this. If you have Roku, download Film Rise. It's a streaming channel that has this as a movie. And while you're at it, watch the, I don't know, 2000. I'm going to make up a year for it. 2000s uh, horror film Bats starring Lou Diamond Phillips. (laughs) 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 Because that was what was uh, pitched with it. So I thought that was funny. Uh, Obviously, my choice in this is I I do believe it should have bombed. I do believe it was very lazily done. I do believe that uh, the budget, I don't know where the budget went because they used the same opening shot, painting shot of the city. <laughs> the CG is atrocious, <laughs> even for 2000s era CG. I do not know where this budget went. Uh, it had to have gone to Eddie Murphy and his paycheck or something because nobody's trying in this movie except for Rosario Dawson for her sake. I'd say watch this movie, but for the rest of these actors, they're all just sleeping their way through this. And I, I couldn't, I cannot recommend it. I'm the opposite of Jesse on this. I was the opposite of entertained. Uh, I was almost angry after finishing it. Uh, I was like, why did I do this? And I've had more fun watching star Trek Voyager than I had watching this. And that's one of the most boring TV shows ever made. <laughs> Sorry, Star Trek Voyager fans. <clears throat> so, all right, you know what? Let's cut this one short. Let's go right to what's next and figure it out. Maybe I'll be entertained by the next one, and I, I, I won't. I won't. I'll take back. I almost didn't invite you to my wedding because of this, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim, you're going to be the DJ. I'm definitely inviting you to the wedding. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I get it now. <laughs> all right, all right, magic number generator. Show me my number. And it's 79. Almost nice. Seven, uh, almost. <laughs> 79 is, oh, hey, 2018's Mortal Engines. Oh, boy. That's another three-hour movie. Yeah, I've never seen this. I saw this in theaters because I'm a big Peter Jackson fan. Uh, yeah, I've saw, I'll definitely have some interesting things to say about this. Okay. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Weaving. I like it. like it. Gorgeous. Well, it's got also uh, from uh, Umbrella Academy. What's his name? Oh, Robert Robert uh, Sheehan. Robert Sheehan. Yeah, he's yeah, he's great. Uh, like a lot of the I cast like here, like Stephen Merchant's technically in it. He he plays a weird robot, but Stephen Merchant is in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be a okay. fun one. Cool. Uh, that'll be really fun. So yeah, uh, awesome. I'm not upset that I have to watch it. Uh, so there's that. I guess that's a victory. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Anyway, you can find us on Facebook at the Box Office Bomb Squad. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brando Supreme. 
And you can find Jesse on Twitter at Pen of Doom. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. Uh, no, I think we got all the segments this time. Oh my God. I didn't <laughs> skip over something. <laughs> Listen, my alcoholism is getting bad. <laughs> <laughs> I drink to get to these movies. Well, I get that. <laughs> I, I really needed a giant glass of carbanga. Was that what it was called? Uh, yeah, uh, I think so. But did you notice clever, uh, when Pluto Nash gets his drinks delivered to him in this movie, he is drinking moonshine i saw that i also saw there was a lot of ads for smart water in this movie yeah i bet they paid some of that budget i'm sure or they had to have (laughs) oh boy oh boy anyway that was the adventures of pluto nash uh tune in next time for peter jackson's immortal engines Sometimes we watch the bad ones so you don't life. have to. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you next time. Thanks, guys.